Welcome to another episode of This Is My Generation, a podcast full of information for parents in the early years of homeschooling who are seeking clarity and encouragement to get through the uncertainty of homeschooling and build a thriving education for their family. I'm Dr. Melanie Bisson, the founder and owner of Generation, a company transforming education for the six plus million parents now paving their own educational path for their kids, the next generation. We do this through our group coaching program, Harvest, where parents sow seeds of clarity in their vision and goals, reap the fruits that come from being aligned in your approach and programs, stay rooted in empowerment and thrive together in community. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore This Is My Generation. Hello, welcome to the first episode of This Is My Generation. If you are sitting in my seat right now, this is the third first episode of This Is My Generation. And wow, what a welcome. So if you listen to episodes two and three already, then you kind of maybe have a little bit of sense about me because I'm going to try not to make this 20 to 30 minutes again. But you guys, like, I might as well just come out the gate like... (laughs) truthfully and embarrassingly. So the first time, like I'm the business front side, like I am a strategy person, former sales director, all of the, the front facing customer facing stuff, right? I do not operate on the back end of like the website development, podcast recording, like blah, blah, blah. That's what my amazing virtual marketing assistant Christian is for. But when I went to record the first time, I'm very good at like planning things out. But then when it comes to like training and trying to understand tech tools, I will like just dive head first and like, you know, just assume that I've got it figured out and like, oh, we'll just roll as we go. Turns out that's not really a great idea for a very first podcast episode because I used the software that he is editing in and I didn't know that it like the track had like a 15 minute um, like limit. So I got messed up the first time. And then when I just did it again, like 20 minutes ago, it, I I did it. I have these like little lavalier mics that clip on and I'm just doing it from the voice memo on my phone because it's clear and it works. And I'm just sitting here hanging out in my home office. My husband's out at church, um, like an hour away. He's a minister. He's got like a, a conference thing this week. And just tonight, really. So the the boys are asleep. And I'm like, no, you just got to get this done because the other two episodes are done. You're launching them all on Tuesday. Tonight's Friday. And I I plugged in the receiver to my phone. But you guys, I did not turn on the mic that's clipped. Like this little tiny mic. Like you see the people, like the influencers on Instagram holding this little mic. I didn't freaking turn it on. And so here I am again. And like, I feel like my phone's at like 25%. So anyways, Hey, I'm Dr. Mel, Mel, Melanie, whatever you want to call me. Um, and, and, and thank you for coming and hanging here. I hope you get a glimpse of who I am today. Um, even if it's not as like funny and elaborate as my first two goes at this war, <laughs> um, I hope to give you just a true sense, um, of who I am, what we're trying to do here at Generation, what we're proud of, where we come from, um, and where we're going to take you guys. So, Let's get into it. Um, I kind of do these like interviews with uh, guests or like people I'm meeting for the first time, you know, like don't tell them the question ahead of time, like ask them what their first CD was or album or whatever. I guess now I would ask like Gen Z what their first streamed song was. It just seems so weird, but okay. Things I love in order. Uh, Jesus, my Lord and Savior for the last 
seven years. I have a long history prior to that. My husband, Aaron, he and I have been married twice. Um, first time without Jesus, second time with. So you'll get to maybe hear a little bit about that. Uh, my two boys, Josiah and Levi, newly five and, and newly two. Um, Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee, living in Florida, but talking like a New Englander. Um, you'll hear me say like maybe y'all and wicked in the same sentence, which is, it's just interesting. Um, any old Shania Twain album, and then maybe, uh, like glimpses of freedom with girlfriends at the beach. <laughs> um, if you're like me, I was born in the, there's like one single year. If you follow CSA punch on Instagram, Chrissy Allen, she was born in the same year and she talks about this a lot. Like we're neither elder millennials or Gen X. It's a single year that like falls outside a lot of, um, like decades, you know, like the generation maps, we always get lost. So that'll give you a sense of how old I am. But I say that because like, I am guessing you can resonate with me and like gone are the days right now of like lounging at the beach and just like hanging out, getting some sun, maybe having like a, a light cocktail. But like, I love watching my kids at the beach and, and they have fun and that's cool. But like, that's, I don't really say like, oh, the beach is one of my favorite things anymore because it just doesn't hit the same. <laughs> so anyways, you get, you get the, the, the drift. So what brought me here? Short version, shorter version than the other two times. I grew up in Massachusetts in Springfield, Bos basketball hall of fame, shout out. It is not Boston. Uh, when I moved to Florida after doing my undergrad at Syracuse university, which I made that decision because it turns out Springfield winters are very different than Syracuse winters because of the lake effect thing. That was very real. They told me about that during the tour and I thought it was nonsense. Um, and so I was ready to get away from there. I had accepted a position with Ferguson Enterprises, which is if you have ever bought a toilet, they were probably the distributor that got it to your plumbing contractor. Um, I got immersed headfirst into the building materials and construction industry and loved every moment of it where I spent 16 years. But that's what brought me to Florida. I was supposed to be in Orlando for like the big training thing. And then last minute they were like, do you want to go to Rockledge? I looked it up on a map. It was near the beach. I said, absolutely. Um, so I came here and then I went back to Massachusetts where I was born and raised, where Aaron and I met. We went to grade school together. We were boyfriend, girlfriend from, you know, like fourth to seventh grade as much as you can. Um, and then I found him in a friend's yearbook that I, that I danced with and we connected on MySpace. like, again, just showing our age. Um, and so anyways, I'll never forget when I moved back to Massachusetts and we got married in 2010, like all of my Ferguson coworkers were like, Oh, she's going to Boston. Oh, she's going to Boston. I was like, I'm not going to Boston. I'm from Springfield. It's a completely different city, two hours away. Um, but that's when I learned like that everybody in the South thinks that like all of new England is just one state. It's, it's literally just a clump. And, and they just call it New England and they think that that's like a state and everything is like New York City or Boston. And it's cute. But we've gone back and forth a few times. Um, so we came back in 2013 to Florida when I had an opportunity with the same company that I was with doing insulation um, to open a plant here in the south. And so we came back to the Melbourne. I, I came back, brought him. <laughs> um, and then our first well, I, I went to Nashville for a year. I did my MBA at Vanderbilt um, and then like traveled for the coursework um, across like South America and Canada and stuff. But 
I traveled every week for work for the, the, the better half of six years until COVID. And then I changed directions altogether. But our first son was born here in Florida and then we moved during COVID. And I told the story last time. So I'm going to tell it again because it just, it was like such a wild time. And looking back on it now, it's a little comical, but it obviously wasn't then. And it was still scary what we were all going through in the very beginning. But we signed for our house. Well, we sold here in Florida and bought in Massachusetts on April 1st. And so I had been like traveling and doing trade shows and like things started getting canceled and falling apart all around us. And all of a sudden I'm now like home all the time, which was good because we were moving. But anyways, we're like, I had done this drive from Florida to Massachusetts so many times and we were on the New Jersey Turnpike with not a single iota of traffic except for Amazon trucks. And I think we made it from Baltimore to Springfield in like six hours. And it was just the creepiest, like apocalyptic movie scene you've ever, you've ever seen. Um, and we spent two years there and we thought we were going to stay there because um, Aaron's parents are both still there and we're close with them. And my brother's still there. Um, but we just couldn't do it. We, we missed our family here. We had, we loved our family there. We were torn. We felt God was calling us back. Um, but we were also just both done with winter. And so one kid was born here. One was born there. They're probably going to always mix it up. I don't know. Um, but hopefully we're back here in Florida for good. We came back last summer. Um, and this is Josiah and I's first year homeschooling. So he went to a private uh, Christian preschool in Massachusetts and then did BPK here last year. Um, but essentially ended up completing the Florida standard for curriculum because he was in like a small mixed classroom of like VPK, K and first. Um, and he thrived there and he loved it. I didn't love it so much. I, the people were incredible. The academics were, were incredible and very rigorous. Um, but that was also part of my problem for his age and I wanted more play and I knew God had called me to homeschooling, but I wasn't sure when and like what year we would be doing it. And so this whole thing started like generation and my, my research and everything when I was pregnant with Josiah and I just I very clearly heard God telling me that we were going to be homeschooling, which I thought was crazy because I didn't even want kids to begin with. Like that's a whole first marriage story. And then the idea of homeschooling, like, no, I wasn't some earthy, crunchy North, you know, Pacific Northwest girl. I wasn't a Bible Belt lady from, you know, the South, the South. I know Florida, people don't consider Florida South. Um, I wasn't like a homestead farmer in Kentucky. Like what was sent to, sorry, Katie, love you. Um, but you know, like you come in with like these misconceptions and stuff and these stereotypes, right? And that's when I was led to Baylor and I did my doctoral research and homeschool decision-making. I followed 13 families through uh, their year-long process of working with their partners, on the decision, going through um, all of the things and, uh, and feelings that are associated with that, developed a framework that goes through uh, reflecting, you know, like looking at, at your past, uh, visioning your your future and some of these other, there, there's a lot of overly scholarly things in there. Um, a friend and I during our pro program called it Edu Babble because we came from the business world with MBAs and now we were with a bunch of academics and they make big words for things that don't need big words. And so we called it Edu Babble. Um, but what it just I created a theoretical framework for decision-making that is very much a part of the work that we're doing 
a generation to help you sort of get out of your own way and step into clarity and clear calmness in your homeschooling because what drives me and what we're developing at generation is how I've talked to hundreds of parents over the last few years in so many ways. And I've been collecting a database on paper, like all of the different feelings and the things and the pain points that come up and and the regrets and, and so on and so forth. And it's like, you know, you're confused now more than when you started your research about homeschooling, like what direction do I want? What do I believe and why all these different shiny objects, you know, you've got tons of posts saved with information, but you never get back to them. You got a lot of tabs open, like, you know, this feels right, but you don't just quite know what to do next. Like I spent time in the second episode talking about like, we know why we're leaving traditional education. Like we feel good in that decision, but then sometimes we just sort of jump into the excitement of homeschooling without like really focusing on our why for that. And then we get wrapped up in all these other things. Like we feel inadequate and we're worried about our own skills. Like, oh, I'm not educated. I can't do this. Or I sucked at math when I was young. Like, how am I going to be able to teach my own kid? You've probably got a parent or a family member or some other person on the internet giving you judgment and not a lot of support and telling you the same things. You have other responsibilities. You know, maybe you work full time, part time. How many siblings are there? Like, do you have other kids at home that you're you're having to to wrangle and wrestle with in different ages, different subjects? You know, maybe it's a toddler or an infant. You know, how are you going to balance parenting and teaching? Like, parental authority and teaching authority are very different things, and we're going to cover that in depth. There's a lot of really good research about that, but practical things. And my my biggest hope on this podcast is that. And what will make me different from what you listen to elsewhere is that I can bridge and the gap between the academic and what's out there for research, but then the actual practical. Like I will be walking alongside this with you as I'm in my first year with Josiah. Um, but yeah, we're just exhausted by all the options and choices. Maybe you've started and stopped a few times, whether that's your own research, or maybe you've started and stopped a couple different curriculums and. Obviously, that has impacts on the kids. Like, what direction are we going? What are we doing? Then there's the whole socialization, finding groups and activities, and that overwhelmed. Again, like, at the age I'm at, like, I want new friends. Like, I'm still an extrovert. But COVID definitely shifted a lot of that for me, like, being on the go every single week and meeting new people, fostering relationships with colleagues and stuff, being out and about at dinners, going out to dinner by myself all the time. Like, I was in the groove. And then, like, boom. It was nothing for two years, the better half of, of a year, a year and a half. And and we were all like that. And now it's like, I, I have my core group of friends. I don't need any more. I've lost quite a bit. Um, but like, I, I, I do still want them, but like, so what does that look like? And the, I'm realizing the more that I understand about what I want for my homeschooling journey and what I want for Josiah, I'm more particular about like where I go and, and who I want to do things with and whatever. So um, if any of that is resonating, you know, welcome, you're here, you're in the right place. Um, you know, and just like all of the mindset and the plethora of mindset issues, like, can I stay motivated enough? The self-trust, the schedules, the, like, what is this going to look like being home with my kid 24 seven? Like, those are okay things. Like we can be in the same space as the people that love homeschooling and, and are like super artsy craftsy. You're going to find out that Dr. Katie is like the the amazing mom that'll put together like all of these like um like mock historical like 
uh, events and stuff with the girls. And I'm over here like, what can I give you 30 bucks for on Etsy? Cause I'm not doing that. So like it, we were on the gamut, but anyway, so like, those are all the pain points. That's like, what's driving us with what we're doing at generation. Um, so I'm not going to go through my framework now. You'll, you'll get a sense of that. Um, it's on the pathfinder guide. That's on my website. If you want to know more about like what I did during my research. Um, but what you can expect in future episodes is a lot that comes from like each pillar in our four-step process in harvest, our group coaching program that launches in September. Um, because as much as we would love to have everybody there and we feel and know confidently that it will be a tremendous benefit. Um, one, you need to know what you're getting into if you are interested in it. So that's what the content here will be. But then for those who who can't, but still want a lot of really tangible, good tips and information. So the first one is like sowing seeds of clarity. So this is where we're working on dismantling our past views of education and what shift we need, or maybe don't need, depending on where we're at in the process, but for homeschooling and how to be set in those decisions, then it's reaping the fruit that comes from being aligned in those decisions. So as you're making choices about curriculums and programs and trying to like smooth out all of your tabs and your saved posts and like just sorting it all out, what does it look like to learn what's out there besides the top Google results? Because trust me, there is so much, right? We always have to remember that people pay for those spots. And so what you're seeing is like really popular in a Facebook group, like is not necessarily what's resonating with parents and working in the long term. Um, all the empowerment. So all these mindset issues that I walked through a little bit ago, but like just all the things that are weighing on us as parents and all the things that we know we do as moms that we already bear the burden of, like it just gets amplified with homeschooling because of course it's not enough for our kids just to do and perform equally as traditional school students, but like they have to go above and beyond for, you know, like anybody to give you a pat on the back. It seems, you know, um, and so like, we're going to th- walk through a lot of those types of topics and then just thriving in community. Like the simple and fun part of being among like-minded individuals is that even though we have different approaches to homeschooling and we're going to vary in our educational philosophies, like we're still united in school choice, the idea of democratizing education, and we're going to benefit from just being a supportive network and community. And I hope you're going to love hearing from a variety of like parents and experts during the show. Um, I'm going to have bonuses outside of the weekly episodes, things like you know, monthly featured guests, because I love doing deeper dives into the topics that are like impacting the entire education industry. So that'll probably flow from my deep dive emails. I know I really want the first one to be compulsory education and truancy laws because I'm seeing so much in a lot of these beginner Facebook groups about like, okay, well, what do I need to do for like my state and where do I go? And like HSLDL, oh God, I always mess that up. HSLDA, the Homeschool Legislative Association. They do amazing things and they really help break it down by state. But like, how did we get here historically as a nation? Like we started off homeschooling and then we got into compulsory education laws and why and the industrial revolution and all those things. And so like, I I think it's really fascinating. I think it's important to know as we embark on educating our children at home that it, it is intended to look different than just schooling at home than what we do in traditional school and why. And it's okay if you do choose to do that. There's many, 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 many reasons why. Um, A big chunk for a lot of my participants was just situational reasons. But anyway, so um, that'll probably be like the big main deep dive. Not the big main, like the first deep dive. Uh, But we'll we'll do monthly interviews and stuff because 
I love that. And I love listening to that as a podcast listener. Um, and then monthly Q and a, like I want to break down like five to six questions from our weekly Instagram Q and a that, you know, we can go deeper in rather than just like a story or a reel. So be on the lookout for that too. Um, check out the show notes. We'll link up some information to the website, to that pathfinder intro guide to harvest and what it's all about. And just please rate, subscribe, do all of that helpful, important, awesome, awesome stuff. Share it with your friends. I would be so honored. Please send us a DM on Instagram. Uh, don't judge the profile yet. Uh, we're still building it at underscore. This is my generation. Um, you can send us a note on Facebook. You can email me, Melanie at this is my generation. Please reach out. Um, and yeah, see you next time. If this is resonating with you and you want to be free of the uncertainty and overwhelm, then hop on over to thisismygeneration.com and join the waitlist for our harvest program or check out our early bird special. Doors open September 25th and myself and Dr. Katie Scott are very excited to help parents get out of their head and get in sync with their homeschool vision and plans. Our four-step process of sowing seeds of clarity, reaping the fruits of alignment, staying rooted in empowerment and thriving in community include all the concrete ways to overcome the common mindset challenges homeschool parents face and move you into a growth mindset that will trade the uncertainty and overwhelm for calm confidence. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast and follow us on Instagram at underscore this is my generation.